0: Hi, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves here of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I had the privilege of interviewing Allie Williams, and she's the owner of Financially Focused, which helps women and couples crush their money goals, build wealth, and find balance. Allie is a newlywed working on paying off six figures of debt while saving money and spending on things she values. She lives in South Carolina, but was born and raised in New York, similar to me. And she has her MBA in finance and absolutely loves helping people finally feel in control of their finances. So let's jump right on in. All right, everyone, Hannah Nieves here. And today I have Allie Williams, who is the owner of Financially Focused. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I'm so excited you're here, guys. I mean, I am obsessed with Allie. (laughs) So, can you tell us for people that don't know, tell us a little bit more about you, what you do, and who you serve?
1: Yeah. So, like you said, my name's Allie. I help um, mostly women and then couples kind of focus on their money goals and build wealth and really find a balance between all of their different money goals and objections. So, I'm a newlywed, I got married last August. Gosh, time is flying. Um, <laughs> so I got married last August, and as a couple, we're working on paying off six figures of debt um, while still saving money and spending on the things that matter to us. Um, I live in South Carolina, but I was born and raised in New York on Long Island. So I, yes. <laughs> yes. My whole family is still there. Well, you know, parents, grandparents, cousins are all still there. I have my MBA in finance, but really my passion is like money coaching and kind of just helping people really feel confident with their finances.
0: Oh my God. I love it. So tell us how, like, how did you get into this, this space, this industry? I know. Um, and if you haven't been following, um, Allie on Instagram as well, I mean, she posts, you know, her weekly monthly, um, budget here, but like, how did you get into the space and talk to us about the six figures of debt, what you have paid off all the all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So in 2017, I think at the beginning of 2017, I was chatting with one of like my best friends from college and, we were talking about just like money stuff because it's still a pretty taboo topic. Like people aren't talking about it. And especially like 20 somethings, like you're not really talking about that at like 22 years old with your friends or like how much debt Mm -hmm. you have or all that stuff. So she said like, you should start a blog. And so this kind of just started as a blog with me sharing like what I was doing and tips and things I was trying because I didn't really know many people sharing this information and just being open about it. And I wasn't doing exactly like all of the, you know, typical gurus and money, you know, older money people, what they were doing. And there aren't a lot of female voices in that space either. So it's kind of bringing in a whole different, I guess, voice to the realm. Yeah. And so it started as a blog. And then from there and just growing my following and interacting with people and just being fully transparent. Like you said, I share our exact numbers on Instagram. Like I share how much debt we have, how much we've paid off, like exactly what we're doing. I don't really keep anything back from Instagram. I probably share too much on Instagram. (laughs) Um, But through that kind of is how my business really formed. It was through people messaging me and asking for help or relating to my story. And that's kind of how it organically moved to really coaching clients and building that coaching business. So, like you said, we're paying off. We started with $154,000 of debt, which is was student loans and credit cards. And the fun part of my story, which isn't fun for me, but it's all my husband's debt. Um, I became debt free at 25, and when we got engaged, we combined finances and we started paying on that debt together. So we are, you know, I view it as mine. We pay it together as a couple. We have combined finances, but legally you know none of it is mine it's all his mm-hmm. but we do pay it off together so that's kind of a different side of my story um compared to some other couples who they come both come in with either excessive debts or not a lot of debt and they kind of it's more of a 50 50 from a debt mm-hmm. perspective and ours is not but we talked about I think finances on our like third date or something because <laughs> I'm <a> crazy <laughs> so, I love it I knew exactly what I was well, for the most part, I knew what I was getting myself into since we were dating. Um, mm-hmm. I knew it was six figures. He didn't really know the full amount. So we didn't know, you know, we, he thought it was around 100K. And when we finally added everything up, it ended up 154 which is a little bit more than a (laughs) hundred.
0: Just a little bit more than a hundred. So that is just wild, but I love (laughs) how you're so open and transparent about it on your Instagram account as well. So talk to us about the coaching business. So how were you able to launch this while you were still paying off six figures of debt and working?
1: Right. So the biggest thing that really, I think held me back for so long from starting this coaching business was just fear of one failure and then also making excuses like Mm -hmm. last year we paid for our wedding and our honeymoon so my excuse was like oh I don't have time or I can't do this because I'm planning a wedding and we're paying for a wedding or oh I can't do this because of you know whatever Mm -hmm. reason so that's kind of why I think it took me so long to really start the coaching side of it because I just kind of gave myself like every excuse in the book on why this was a bad time and I pretty much realized there was never gonna be a good time to start. I mean, as you know, there's not really like the perfect moment to start a business. There's always something going on. And I would never recommend that someone goes into a ton of debt to start a business, especially not as a money coach. But you have to be able to believe in yourself and take some kind of risk. There is a risk involved with starting even an online business where you might not have a ton of upfront, like capital costs or anything, but yeah. there's still, The risk associated with it. So I kind of just decided that I would add my initial upfront cost, which for for my coaching business really wasn't much to start to really just launch and kind of Mm -hmm. get the basics together. Of course, later my costs increased with like coaches and mentors and different software, but by then I was making money. So it was easier to
0: spend. It's fine.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was a separate, completely separate budget. Um, But really I just saved my personal money like my spending money in my budget and use that to start my business because I didn't feel guilty then it was like already in my personal budget so Mm -hmm. it was pretty much like a budgeted um, expense and I think that's a great way to start if you're if you do have a lot of debt or you're using that as like an excuse on why you can't start is add it to your budget as an expense item you know add it as a line Mm -hmm. item like you would you're electric bill or something to kind of start building that little nest egg and then launch Mm -hmm. when you feel confident because you don't want to start a business where you feel guilty about starting it because then you might not really give it a full chance or you might always have that in the back of your mind like well I shouldn't have done this or whatever doubts you want to be confident in your decision to start
0: and really go for it. So. I love that. I love because I think a lot of the times fear holds people back. And whether right. you have student, I mean, even myself, like I had student loan debt. I have a lot, um, not 150K, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of student yeah. loan debt for sure. And that always was a concern of like, okay, I have to make that payment because at the end of the day, it's one of those like, one of those loans that if you don't get it back, they are coming after you right. <laughs> for that loan. So I think it's always uh, there's um, some hesitation from a lot of people, from my, you know, especially the newer entrepreneurs as well. Um, so okay, you've been featured on TV several okay. times, and guys, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time you messaged me and you were like, "Oh my god, I'm so oh, nervous." Wow. And now, what is it? Is it a weekly, monthly? Like, how many times have you been doing it now? I think I've done
1: it seven times. It was. So I was, was on once, seven. yeah, so I was on once, and then I honestly didn't know what would come from it, it was kind of, like, a one-time thing, mm-hmm. and then it became every other week, then I got, like, it was every other week, and then with everything going on, and, like, they can't have people there, it's yeah. kind of halted, where we might try to do some Skype interviews, um, we have, we've been talking about it, kind of doing it, like, a Zoom Skype call, yeah, um, but yeah, it's been, it was terrifying. I do remember messaging you like, what am I doing? Um, but <laughs> it's gotten a lot better. Like m- for me, confidence yeah. Was. Yeah. I think I've relaxed a lot and it's been fun. It's something different and completely out of my comfort out zone. Out of the box. And it just kind of adds a different level to my business too. Like from a exposure standpoint and expertise standpoint is now I'm like their money expert on that news station. So when they have questions or things like I'm the person they interview. So it kind of just helps establish that authority locally too, because online's a whole other beast. Like you can mm-hmm. reach people from wherever, but it's been fun to kind of break into like the local market too.
0: I love that. So what are some of the topics that you've been teaching on TV? Like what are the, what are the areas?
1: Yeah. So we started with, you know, just basic like money tips, like, you know, setting money mm-hmm. goals and the importance of a budget and debt payoff. Uh, we talked a lot, of, recently we talked a lot about like the stimulus check and like what mm-hmm. to do your tax refund. You know, it's a mix of like money tips and also what's in the news right now, like what's important to people to kind of like help mm-hmm. explain things because there's so many opinions. Talked a lot about, uh, we talked about student loan debt and understanding you know, what are your types of loans, like private loans, federal loans, interest rates, pay repayment terms, like, let's break this all down and figure out, you know, what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's kind of a mix between, you know, starting from the basics and working people up since it was like a every other week segment. And then also with everything going on the people, the things that people care most about, which is, you know, Tax refunds and checks. And mm-hmm. What's what's happening with our finances? And if you've lost income, how are you handling a loss of income? And the importance of an emergency fund and
0: all that. All stuff. those good things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, can you share with us and give us some advice um, on you know for those who are trying to pay down debt? You no, know, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Right. Um, there's always and again goes back to money mindset, transitioning your mind from debt to this is an investment for my business, but can you give some tips and strategies for those who are entrepreneurs who are still growing their business, but they are paying whether it's IE student loan debt or investments that they made any tips on that?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that's helped me is separating my finances. Like your business finances have to be completely separate from Mm -hmm. your personal finances. If possible, because when you start mixing them, one it's much harder when it comes to tax time if you're a full-time entrepreneur. But also, from a goal standpoint, you want to be setting business financial goals like income goals for your business, but also personal finance goals. So you do have student loans, or you want to go on a trip with your husband, or you want to you know save for retirement. Like those should Mm be goals too. So you want to keep your finances separate, or as best you can separate, and then you haven't totaled up your total debt, then that's your first place to start is log into all those accounts that you've been scared. Kind of goes back to a fear based decision, but Mm -hmm. the only way to really pay it off and make progress is to understand where you're at with your debt and your finances. So set some time to just total it up and then set some concrete, but realistic goals around that debt and make sure they're incorporated into that. So if you have to set a certain income level for your business to pay off that debt, like make sure you kind of have both set. Like, if you want to put an extra $400 to debt a month, like, what if, if you are a full time entrepreneur, what does that look like from a uh, income goal for your business mm-hmm. so that you can do that? So they're connected, but you want to make sure that they're at least written out separately. And separate. So that, yeah. I think that for me has helped a lot is the distinction between like my business budget and like my personal budget. Of course, things overlap but it kind of helps mentally to see you can make progress on both, you know, obviously your business, you want to grow, but you also want to make sure you're hitting your personal goals, especially if you are married or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're hitting your couple goals, or if you have kids, you want to make sure you're hitting the goal, your goals to, for your children or whatever. So,
0: mm-hmm. definitely need it's to kind so important. Of, yeah. So important. And let's talk about money goals, right? Because I mean, you, I would imagine you have some like systemized way of exactly Excel, all the things. So tell us what you do personally, when you're planning your money goals, how you do it and how you make sure that it aligns with your lifestyle. Because I think that's one thing too, is that, um i know there's a lot of bigger money coaches or mentors out there that are don't use credit cards it's bad it's gonna it's gonna hurt you so kind of give us your methodology and how you do all this yeah i have this
1: one excel file that's like my life it has like all my templates and i always tell my husband i'm like if i die this is what you need like you'll be fine if you just can like view this one excel file <laughs> oh As my like goodness. our whole life on this excel file so um but yes, yeah, i agree there's so many You know, money. I guess gurus and coaches that preach different things. And for me, I've always used credit cards. I've personally never struggled with credit card debt. I've always had a clear understanding of what credit cards are and aren't. So I use them to my advantage. I use them. That's how we paid for our honeymoon was travel reward points that I've been saving. So that's they're definitely used as a tool. I'd say for me, my I have three main types of money goals. I have debt payoff goals. I have my savings goals, and then spending goals, which sounds weird, but there are things that I want to cash flow or pay for throughout the year. And I want to make sure they're planned. I want to know what month I want to buy it. I want to know how long it's going to take for me to save that money to get there. If it's like, we're looking at new floors, um, for our house, like that's not something I'm just going to buy on a whim and like add to my budget. We're spending money, but I want to make sure I have that money allocated when I need it. So I actually plan out I have a year spreadsheet that has like each month and I plug in like what expenses are going to come up for that month or what I think's going to come up that month. So I can see, can I cash flow this in one month based on our budget or do I need to spread this out over three months so that I'm kind of prepared? So for me, budgeting each month takes me about like five minutes, probably. I don't spend much time on my budget. I pretty much copy and paste mm-hmm. from other Excel files <laughs> and just combine it, which if that sounds like overwhelming to someone listening, this is like not where I started by any means. This is like years in the making, mm-hmm. but it can't. budgeting doesn't have to seem like it's gonna take you five hours you know, every week to handle. It doesn't have to be that complicated. But yeah, so I kind of cover three main types of goals. So obviously we have a lot of debt that's in our goals on how much we wanna pay off in the year. I think last year we paid... 36,000 in debt.
0: Wow. Um, That's incredible.
1: And we both, we don't make six figures as individuals. We do combine because it's two incomes, but like just to set the stage, it's, like, it's not like we're making millions or something to like pay <laughs> off this debt. We have average salaries that are, you know, coming. Obviously, we have two salaries, but it's not like we're paying, you know, making half a million dollars where this would be like super easy to do. We also paid for our wedding last year and our honeymoon and my husband's back in school. So we're cash flowing his school tuition. So you can do a lot of things. And I think that's the biggest thing that I try to teach my clients is you don't have to pick one area to focus on. You don't have to just focus on debt and then ignore spending money or saving money. You should be doing all of it. So we have long-term savings goals, of course, like retirement or we're saving for a down payment. So, you know, those are kind of things we do monthly. Then we have more shorter term savings goals, like sinking funds for our pet or house repairs and different things like that, where we're saving each month. We don't have an exact amount we're trying to reach. It's just, we save that amount each month to kind of build that savings. And then spending, you know, for me, I don't really care about like clothing and beauty and all that, but like Mm -hmm. I'm a big football person. So <laughs> we pay for football season tickets and tailgate spots every year. And it's not cheap, but it's important. And so I think it is important to keep the things that you really value and things that bring you joy in your budget. Some people say while you're paying off debt, you should cut everything. I personally don't agree because if your debt free journey, like for us, is taking years, like, you know, four or five years. <laughs> You can't just stop everything for four or five years and nor you shouldn't have to do that either. You should be able to kind of incorporate these things and you can have budgeted fun. You can add this to your budget. Like fall, there's a line item in our budget for football season, for extra food, for tailgates and different things like that. It's not a surprise expense. It's in there. It's budgeted for. And I don't think there's anything wrong with adding the things you value to your budget.
0: Exactly. And I love that you don't compromise. I mean, you love football. And I always see this on your Instagram stories. You love it. You love your sports. And I love that you don't compromise that because you're just saving. Because I think that's the biggest thing, right? We think it's almost like, like eating, right? It's almost like you have to cut all the bad things mm-hmm. out and just consume the good. And I think that you have to be realistic with it as well. Um, so I, I love that so much. And so in terms of all these crazy spreadsheets that you have, so do tell us a little bit, like pull back the curtain on how you work with your clients. I'm just so curious and intrigued. Like, do you help them with these types of spreadsheets? Because I'm just so fascinated. I need to get yeah. my hands on. Them. <laughs> yes. Let me
1: know. I'll send you whatever. Um, yeah. So I pretty much start especially my one-on-one clients, I always start with a money overview spreadsheet where you would literally put in income, all of your expenses, your, what's in your savings accounts, currently all of your debt. So really just see like, where are we? I think the biggest thing with people is they don't even know their current state. They're like, I think I have around this in savings, or I know I have like four student loans. I don't really know the interest rates though. Like there's so many questions and until you really see that like written down you can't really start setting money goals or your expenses. You know, we'll look at it and then we'll realize they forgot like Netflix and, you know, their haircut each month or their nails or like different things where you don't necessarily think of those expenses right away. Mm-hmm. But those add up or your Amazon purchases for the last month, like how much did you spend online last month? Like all those things really add up. And it's not always the first thing that people think of when they're creating a first budget. So we always start with like a money overview. And then from there, we kind of decide what is most important. What are your money goals? I always have them set goals for the next, for most of my clients, it's 12 weeks. But like, what do you really want to focus on in these 12 weeks? Because there's so many things we can focus on, but we need to be able to kind of pinpoint where are your biggest struggles? What are your biggest pain points? And how are we going to kind of get you to that next step so that you can do more with your money or you can free up money in your budget? So then depending on what direction we take, depends on how many how many <laughs> templates and excel files they have to get but I always kind of you know change it to their what will actually benefit them because I have budget templates and I have a ton of different ones but if I give them one and they're never going to use it then there's no point of sending mm-hmm. them that template And or if they're only going to use it to satisfy the coaching and me and they're not going to use it after then I don't want them to use that template I want them to use something that they really see the value in and something that they'll continue after these 12 weeks together. So um, I do provide, I have budget templates. I have debt payoff trackers and savings trackers and thinking fund trackers and all these other things. But um, it really boils down to what they're willing to actually use. Like to relate it back to like, for me, skincare, for example, like I'm not going to use 15 products in the morning. Like I know myself If I bought them, I would never use them. Like I need a one, like what is the best one Mm -hmm. thing that you can do the most? And so that's kind of how I try to view it with my clients. Like if they're someone who has never used the spreadsheet before or never used template, I'm not going to expect them to use eight in one week. They might end up by 12 weeks having more and feeling confident in using more, but I'm not going to just throw it all out there. Right. Because the whole point is something they'd actually use beyond Mm -hmm. the program.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And you are just a wealth of knowledge when I hear you speak about this stuff. I always get so intrigued when I see your Instagram post, and guys, I'm going to drop the links to everything on here as well. Her website, her Instagram, because you post such tactical like tips, which I think is just so important. Um, oh my God. I feel like we could be talking about this for hours. <laughs> I'm so, so intrigued hours. about them. And it's something <laughs> about money too, that especially in the online entrepreneurial space and especially being women mm-hmm. that we don't talk about it. We don't talk about right. money. It's almost like taboo. Oh, wow. This is how much this person makes or look at how much debt they have. But listen, right. we're all in the same boat here. So Right totally um agree and love what you're doing. So I want to segue into one of my favorite parts of the interviews and I love getting to ask this question because this is why I started Thrive Society to begin with because every entrepreneur um has been faced with struggles or challenges in their lifetime that have really helped to just shape the trajectory of their business. So is there something that comes to mind um or can you share a story that has impacted or helped you to thrive? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to I think I share, like you said, I share everything on Instagram, like probably more than my like family or husband wants me to share. But I share like our, I mean, everything. And I think being extremely vulnerable, like I'll share our challenges. I'll share what we're struggling with. Like for recent stuff, like my dog was in the vet forever and we just spent thousands on her vet bills. And like my husband was laid off for Everything happening. It's temporary, but it's just like I share all of that on Instagram. I don't hide, I don't, I try not to just share my like highlight reel or look how great we're doing. I also try to share where we're not doing great or what I'm struggling with. And I think for me, being like as vulnerable as I could or as I can on Instagram or just with people I talk to, which is obviously terrifying because that means you get judged a lot more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You get a lot of like crazy messages on Instagram. I have plenty of those. Um, But it's helped me kind of build my business and be like authentically me with my clients. Like I, my coaching style might not be for everyone. And that's totally fine. Like I want to work with people who will benefit the most from my program. And so sharing, you know, our struggles and sharing the how difficult it was in the beginning to really understand that I was paying off six figures of debt that I did nothing to accumulate. Like I did Not that I think he did anything wrong, like it was mostly student loans and no Mm -hmm. one knows what you sign up for at 18. And so I I don't blame him at all for his debt, but like I had no control over this. I didn't sign anything. I did nothing. And so that was hard. Like that was a big struggle on like how I was going to handle this and, you know, pay that off. Or, you know, I saved $17,000 for our wedding before I was even engaged. Which people like were like, That's insane. But I knew I had to pay for my wedding and I knew that the wedding I wanted wasn't gonna be saved for in a year. Like we were engaged one year. Like there was no way to pay for the wedding we had in one year. And so I share a lot of my struggles. You know, there's a ton of them, but (laughs) a lot of them on Instagram. And that's kind of I think being vulnerable has really helped me thrive because that's what people relate to the most on Mm -hmm. my social media. Like I think I I've built a lot of connections. And that's how I get most of, you know, that's how I connect with most of my clients is through social media. And they'll relate to something I share or they'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize, you know, I could have done that. Or I totally like I've been there. That's exactly how I feel right now. And that's how we've kind of connected is through my story and through my struggles. And I think being as vulnerable as I have has really helped shape my business. And I wouldn't have a business really if I, didn't share all of that because that's kind of how it all started was just sharing and sharing my my struggles.
0: Oh, I love that about you. And I love, I I don't know if it's maybe the New Yorker in you too, but just being (laughs) so upfront about things. I love it. And I just love you. So thank you so much for being here and just doing this and sharing your knowledge, but tell us how can people find you and work with you? Give us all the details.
1: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram probably way too much, but that's the easiest place to find me and get in touch with me I'm on Instagram every day. So that's the easiest. Um, and then I also have my website, which is financially focused, which is just financially with an I instead of a Y, like my name for Allie. Um, But you can put all those links. Yeah. And yeah, so pretty much between my website or Instagram. I'd love for anyone to kind of message me. I love chatting on Instagram. So if you want to talk about like what your struggles are or anything like that, I'm open to chat and kind of just give advice.
0: Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Wow, wow, wow. I absolutely loved hearing Ali speak and just talk to us and make, I think, finances and budgeting and saving a relatable and actually fun topic to talk about, right? Because I think there's a lot of, um, hesitation and anxiety when it comes around paying off debt and student loans and saving. And I think Allie just broke it down in such a way where it's tangible, it's real and anyone can accomplish. So I hope you enjoy Stay tuned for the next episode.